Hi, Bother Brigade. Here's what's bothering me today. Uh, there were actually a lot of things bothering me today, and I had people on Twitter go and decide to do a poll for it. It ended up in a statistical tie between Freedom Convoy updates and the death of Madeleine Albright. And as someone rightfully pointed out, you can only really talk about dead people once when they die. So um, I guess we're going to do Madeleine Albright, and the Freedom Convoy updates will be tomorrow, so stay tuned for that. But uh, yeah, let's talk a little bit about Madeleine Albright, because I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who are thinking, who? Wh who's this lady and why is she important? So, a couple things. Um, to a lot of liberals, like liberals up here in Canada, but also like small L liberals and Democrats in the United States, she represents kind of one of the original girl bosses, right? First female secretary of state and, uh, you know, a real firebrand, you know, a, a, an amazing, stunning career. And to cap it all off, she was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom by Barack Obama in like 2012 or something like that. So, you know, this big, illustrious foreign affairs career served as uh, ambassador, America's ambassador to the UN. And then after that, as secretary of state. And, uh... That means that as, you know, part of the American empire, right, there's a lot of stuff going around talking about, oh, you know, what, what, what a woman who broke the glass ceiling and so amazing. And sure, that happened. The reason why I know about Madeleine Albright is that she has been in the background of many horrifying developments within the, like, state of affairs of the modern world. And that is being very much thrown under the rug in the wake of her death. And so, you know, let's be clear here, right? To an extent, we shouldn't speak ill of the dead. But we should not speak dishonestly either. And so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to give some of the more brutal and honest truth about who Madeleine Albright was and what she did that leads to some of the stuff we have today and why she's a figure that people should definitely know about for good and bad reasons. So as I'm sure people have probably seen by like a lot of tweets and Facebook posts and news articles, it's all very glowing. Right? Like, oh, you know, so inspirational and did all these amazing things. We're not going to go into that here because just read, you know, mainstream media for that. I want to talk about arguably the first real big thing that she did. Where Madeleine Albright comes to real attention in the States and also power is when she becomes the UN ambassador for the United States. So, um, unfortunately, one of the reasons why I know her is because I remember when I was a kid, one of the first real, like, big news stories in my mind was the Rwandan genocide. And she is unfortunately part of the problem with that story where people, like, I think it was Canadian General Romeo Dallaire, who was leading the UN mission, and he was basically trying to get her to, you know, hey, we have a genocide on our hands, you and others need to do more to kind of help us be able to help these people, because it's a genocide right now. But Albright purposely refused to describe the mass killings that were going on in Rwanda as a genocide. She steadfastly refused until overwhelming evidence was basically freely available. And then it was, okay, well, I guess we can't ignore it anymore. So it had to get to a truly monstrous and horrific level before she did anything and called it for what it was. It's also worth noting that during her 
position or tenure at the United Nations, she did not have a good relationship at all with the then Secretary General of the United Nations to the point that she conspired with several other people and the United States to basically hold out their veto to prevent this like Secretary General from being reelected. They had the support of everyone else on the Security Council, more than enough support within the General Assembly like as a body. And then again, everyone else on the Permanent Security Council agreed this Secretary General, they deserve a fair crack at a second term. Albright being so pissy and at, you know, basically not having a good working relationship with this person conspired with other people and like America as an institution to withhold the veto, basically saying, no, you know what? We're using our veto powers to prevent this person from uh, being acclaimed for a second term. And eventually they won. And I think still to this day, that secretary general is still the only secretary general to have not been given a second term to which the vast majority of the UN agreed that they deserved. So, um, yeah, real girl boss shit, am I right? There's another thing, right? So we talked about Rwanda. The other thing that she was very much involved when, like, I forget if this was during her time at the UN or if at this point she's already secretary of state, but she's also playing a role in what happened in the Balkans, mostly in Bosnia, but also in Kosovo. And again, that's going to honestly be like a very serious deep dive subject, which I do not have the information like here in front of me. So we're not even really going to go on to that. But basically, depending on who you ask on different sides of the conflict, Albright is either a saint or like an absolute bigoted hater. And again, that's putting it way too simply. That deserves its own separate thing. And I'd much rather trust people from the Balkans to offer their perspectives on that than me. But basically, just wanted to mention that because of the whole... Albright plays a role in some of the most unfortunate and terrible instances and foreign policy decisions of the U.S. in my lifetime. Which brings us to the Middle East. So, um, naturally, being part of the Foreign Affairs Club, uh, she very much focused on the Middle East. And I think, actually, we really skipped over it, but I think she did go to university to study Eastern European, uh, like, history, geopolitical affairs, and stuff like that, right? Which makes what we're going to talk about in a few seconds very interesting. So, Madeleine Albright was a big proponent of what she calls the three Ds of NATO. And the three Ds are uh, no diminution of NATO, meaning it shouldn't shrink. And the others are that there should be no discrimination and no duplication, meaning no discrimination for, like, who should or wants to join. And also, um, no, like duplication in terms of we should make another alliance that's just like NATO, but like different somehow or whatever. It should just be this single thing. And um, so, you know, she's there in the 90s as it expands, which in a way sets up for what's happening right now with Russia and Ukraine. So thank you, Madeleine Albright, for playing a hand in the um, terrible, unfortunate war in Eastern Europe. Oh, Speaking of war, there's a quote that should be way more known by her. So according to Albright's memoirs, she once argued with Colin Powell for the use of military force by asking, what's the point of you saving this superb military for, Colin, if we can't use it? 
So yeah, really committed to peace and democracy and all that good stuff there, Madeline. Good job. Oh, and uh, also, if uh, you want to know why uh, we don't talk about the U.S. military being one of the largest polluters and emitters of greenhouse gases, you can thank Madeline Albright because she was the one who fought hard for um, the U.S. military to be exempted from the Kyoto Protocol, like the thing that came before all the other ones, like that was the first big international agreement. She fought tooth and nail for the military to be exempt from their targets on greenhouse gas emissions because, oh, come on, like we, our security concerns got to come first. So what if, you know, that means a ton of emissions going into the planet's atmosphere? Oh, and uh, when U.S. embassies were bombed in Kenya and Tanzania, uh, then U.S. ambassador to Kenya revealed that she'd basically been asking Albright for, hey, um, you know, we kind of have some security concerns here. Can you maybe like fix some of the stuff and bring it to the attention of people over there, you know, stateside. And uh, eventually when the attacks happened, it was kind of like, well, you know, we kind of tried to tell her and Albright said, whoa, 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 listen, I didn't lose embassies. This is not my problem. I inherited what I got in terms of that, you know, level of security and stuff, right? Which then begs the question, um, so if it was substandard, shouldn't you fix it up? It's kind of like if you buy a rundown house, you should kind of maybe fix it up. You know, and if you can't afford to do that, then maybe not buy the house. Like, it, it just did not make sense. And it was her basically angrily deflecting very valid criticism. And uh, Madeleine Albright, you know, while we're still talking about war in the Middle East and stuff like that, she was a big proponent of intervention in Iraq, saying, well, we're going to continue to apply sanctions and pressure on Iraq unless they give up all their weapons of mass destruction. And I think there's even a quote, more or less, of her saying, well, you know, it was a steep price, but I guess, you know, the 500,000 dead Iraqi children was kind of worth it because, look, it's a flourishing democracy now. We got rid of Saddam and the weapons of mass destruction. It only cost thousands upon thousands of children's lives. And there's honestly numerous other instances and like terrible shady dealings and like personal problems that she had. So, you know, this is that kind of video, unfortunately. If you want the good glowing stuff, well then yeah, just like Google Madeline Albright and you'll see from Wall Street Journal, New York Times, like hell in Canada, there's like a bunch of CBC uh, and like CTV articles about it. There's probably one in McLean's and like the Globe and Mail and stuff. So. You will find no shortage of articles and videos and just like online, you know, digital articles pointing out all the, you know, good and impressive things that Madeleine Albright did. And they're not wrong to do so. She did break a glass ceiling. It's just unfortunate that in doing so, she helped set the stage for the current awfulness. In fact, she was a willing participant within many aspects of that. But that's not what I'm seeing or hearing in the media. And that's a problem to me. Because not to take away from her being the first female Secretary of State, yay, okay, you know, step in the right direction. But let's also look at some of what she did or didn't do and how she behaved and responded and acted either for petty personal reasons or in the interests of American empire. And it's not talked about when really it again, is very crucial to how the current modern post-Soviet order works. 
She had a hand in pushing for the debacle that became Iraq. She had a hand in stymieing like democracy at the UN. She had a hand in the role of genocide in the Balkans and Rwanda, which I remember because that was like my earliest kind of global event and she had a role to play in that but it is all very deeply disturbing to see people especially a lot of like nominal liberals and leftists kind of defending this lady and oh you know that's so sad and it's like are we talking about the same person the same person who you know granted yeah like in impeccable resume you know got like you know big high profile jobs and first of her kind like okay great but um everything else that i've mentioned in this video still applies can we expect the same now when george w bush kicks it look what happened with john mccain right dude was in many ways not a good person and yet when he died, oh, look at that. Democrats and Republicans coming together. He was suddenly their best friend. Such a good guy. It's like, why are we rehabilitating people who should not be rehabilitated? Is this what's going to happen? Like, again, right? She was talking to Colin Powell, one of the, like, chief war criminals of the Iraq war about, we should be able to use this military, man. Come on. Like, I'm sorry. What? We're trying to, like rehabilitate this woman as a champion of democracy and like diplomacy what are we going to see the same for george w bush when you know that war criminal dies and we're like he was a really good printer and he was a straight shooter you know you could have a beer with the guy oh i really miss w you know like oh just so folksy never mind the fact that he's a fucking war criminal that's what concerns me at the end of the day about what's happening right now with madeline albright is that a lot of people unfortunately are only telling the good aspects of this story and not the whole truth and so again to just reiterate something i said at the top of the video we should not speak ill of the dead but we should not speak dishonestly about them either and unfortunately that's what the vast majority of the media and the vast majority of all the posts that i've seen about madeline albright are doing and that's what's bothering me today